all Ryan Kennett's on FaceTime audio. Making a FaceTime audio call to Ryan Kennett's. Hey. Hey. What's going on? Well, I am preparing for a very large night tonight. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you are. Yeah, it is. It is already a party. Uh, we're getting some wingies. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's huge. I haven't had those in a while, so I'm very excited. Yeah, so what's funny is I just started working for DoorDash, just like on the side. Yeah. Because... I don't know, just running out of money, not having going on. I don't have really school anymore, so figured out, you know, why not? I made like three Buffalo Wild Wings deliveries last night in Alliance. <laughs> Each one was $7.50. I only made like 20 bucks an hour just doing that. <laughs> and the majority of the time, I was waiting for the food to come out. Yeah, they're very slow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, they I are. feel like that's a staple because I've been to a lot of Buffalo Wild Wings in my life. Like a, just oh, a sure. lot of different locations, and they all take forever. Yeah, it is a very common denominator. Yeah, the one we have here is like it's forty-five minutes. You're sitting down from like when your food yeah. comes out, which is, I mean, I, I guess it's not the worst, but it's still relatively long. Yeah, I get that. Are you, what are you making? So I heard, I heard the microwave go off. Oh, I just got some chicken noodles I made. Well, mom brought them for my birthday, so finishing nice. them up now. All right. Well, I'm I'm rolling. If you want to get all right, you want to get started. I'm ready. Okay. Three, two. Hello and welcome to If Anyone Cares. My name is Riley James. A guest that is going to be on with us all show for Podvid nineteen. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Episode thirty nine. Episode thirty nine yeah. of If Anyone Cares. Stepping all over my intro, a man who was a friend of the show, a friend of mine. We used to do YouTube together back in the, the early days of our, or at least my journalistic career. Ryan Kennett. How's it going? I am well. Um, it's It's been a, a weird couple of weeks, which we have covered on this podcast already. So I just wanted to uh, talk to a friend and hear a familiar voice. Yeah, we're back. How are you? Um... Well, better. Actually, pretty good. I got to say pretty good. So on Monday, I got an email from, I was in talks with two jobs, um, one on the west side of Cleveland, one on the east side of Cleveland. And I got an email saying, you know, we're looking for other candidates. You know, we're, we're going to have to say no to you. So I was like, all right, whatever. Six minutes later, I get an email from the other company saying we hired you. So, and in that time, I'm still kind of employed technically in the books um, by my job with the government because I'm just technically on leave until I find a new job. So he called me between both emails and was like, you know, Hey, how's everything going? I get, ch- he has to call me once a week to check up on me. Um, just like protocol. And he was asking me about it. And then it's like, yeah, so we'll, you know, looking to hear from these other companies, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like, yeah, let me know if you hear anything back. And then as soon as I hung up, I like washed one more dish and then get the email from the other company. And was like, yeah, we'll hire you. So it's like, oh, I gotta call, you know, I gotta call my other guy back right away. So it was like a crazy sequence. It was, it was a crazy ten minutes. So, and you get the dishes done too. So that's good. Yeah, and it was my birthday the next day, so it was uh, it, yeah, it was busy. Everything, I did not get anything done for school, so everything worked out. Yeah, how I'm old? Excited. How old are you now? I am twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, you're yeah. you're three years older than me. 
Yeah. That's yeah. weird. I don't I don't feel like we are though. No. I always forget that. That I'm younger? Like that I'm so young. Right, yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. I almost feel like you're older. I I don't feel like that. But I also know See, me. I think, like if you were just to speak with me on the internet, like you know, if you were an employee or something like you know, hey, you know, just give me like a brief five minute like talk. Never met you before. I would guess twenty six. <laughs> I think I could guess twenty six. And if you told me that, okay, that sounds about right. Um, based on just appearance alone, one of one of my really good friends who's been on the show a few times, his wife, uh, it was his fiance at the time, but his wife met me. And she thought I was twenty five just based off of looks. I had not, I had not spoken, but like maybe a couple sentences. She's like, "Are you twenty five? I'm like, "I am not twenty five." Gosh, so dude. it's it's weird because you and I have never mm-hmm. uh, been together in the same room, right? Which is unfortunate, uh, and it's going to change at some point in time. But twenty six, just based on what, like, just me alone, because you and I have known each other for what? It's been four years now. Four, I think four. Yeah. Yeah. So just based on four years of talking to me on the phone and interacting, uh, that one time via what was it Skype. I think so. Wow. I, uh-huh. I think it's a compliment thinking I'm 26. I know. I think it's a compliment. So, thanks. Great stuff. I look up. I literally look on five. <laughs> I'm literally turning six years old this year. The um, I, I like the the glasses. It, it, it helps out a little bit with that. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone can use some glasses here and there. Yeah, the glasses and the suit. Yeah. I'm just mad at everyone who never had to wear braces and everyone, no one who – I can't even speak right now. And no one has never worn glasses. I've had both. I'm currently wearing glasses right yeah. now. Uh, me too. Glasses – I don't think another round of braces would kill me, but, you know. Oh, I, don't, I would never. I think I'm good on teeth. Yeah. Like my, I hate dental stuff. My, Dude, that was actually my least favorite like sector of like healthcare – Dental work, by far the worst for me. I hate it. I don't know why people do it for a living. I don't know why. Dude, it's so painful. That's like the worst pain. Because no matter what, you're just miserable, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Like, do you remember all those times you go like to the orthodontist and get your braces tightened, and you just you're stuck for four days. Oh yeah. You can't do anything. It's a, it's a bad spot to be in. Yeah, you can't even do anything athletic. You just don't want to get hit in the mouth. Right. Or. I go and get fillings sometimes because my teeth are like, like historically bad because I have British. to take a, a, no, not, not that kind of bad. Like my teeth are just <laughs> soft and weak because I took a lot of antibiotics as a, as a kid because I had some ear infections. Uh-huh. So it made my teeth really, really soft and really bad and prone to cavities and stuff like that. So when I go get fillings uh, every six months to kind of keep trying to keep it up, they numb my entire mouth every time. Yeah, but and I, you know, if I ever run into you, I'll bring you a glass of milk. <laughs> For the next four hours after the the numb me, it's it's like I can't I can't speak or do yeah. anything. So like I have to schedule all my stuff around that, and it sucks. And you bring up milk. I drink milk like almost every night. Yeah, and I I used to. Oh my gosh, I love milk. Well, I, well hold on. Let's go down this path. Are you a one percent, two percent, or whole? I'm skim. Skim. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what? And I, I hated it growing up. Like, I, cause I knew, like, I, cause I read into it. You know, cause, you know, as a kid, you're just like, oh, here, have some milk. All the milk's the same to you. You don't really have, you know, right. you don't understand the difference at the time. 
but then you know once you get into like middle school like you know sixth grade you're like this stuff sucks <laughs> and then you go to a friend's house and you have two percent and you're like this is the best milk i've had in my life and then like i had it so much that i got to college and had two percent and i just my body doesn't it just doesn't work my body just rejects it i just feel like crap after i have it and i just like get just so ref- something so refreshing about skim milk because I, I know I can just chug an entire half gallon of it, and it's basically just water, you know? So I think I've just had it so much that I enjoy it now and prefer it. I'm a big 2% guy because I've yeah. tried I've tried yeah, this, I like, I've tried almond milk. I've tried, like, whole milk, 1%. Uh, some of these, like, coconut milk, like, the, it's just not the same. 2% milk <laughs> yeah. is, is the, the OG milk in my household, and... It's just I don't don't see how it can get better than two percent milk. I understand yeah, no, it's like I the worst one for you, but <laughs> when I think of milk, though, I automatically like my brain goes two percent. Yeah, because you know, kind of, I'd say like probably nine out of ten people regularly, you know, drink or purchase whatever. Yeah, prefer it's the blue cap. Yeah, absolutely, that's what it is. The pink cap is subpar, the but blue- I somehow like it more. I don't know why. <laughs> it's the blue cap, blue caps only. Yeah. Um, no, but milk, milk is such an interesting thing. I was talking about, uh, on the last show, my ritual when I come home from Houston is I stop at Bucky's in Baytown, Texas and Bucky's is like this very large gas station. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, probably like a hundred something pumps and it's, it's basically a grocery store. Holy crap. Yeah. I forget you're not from Louisiana or Texas. So you don't know what Bucky's is. So Bucky's, yeah, nuts. Uh, if, if you're also not from Louisiana or Texas, Google Bucky's you know, when, when you get a chance, uh, like a hundred pumps or whatever, but I always stop. I go and change out of my suit into you know, normal clothes and I get two, uh, two bottles of Borden's chocolate milk. Oh my gosh. This is a huge store. Are you okay. You Googled it. Wow. Yeah. That's oh Bucky's. There's like Texas city. Uh, there's Baytown, the one I go to frequently. And like, there's a bunch of them. I think there's one around Dallas. They're gonna put one in Baton Rouge, but they they cancel all that. It's supposed to cost like Dude, over a million dollars. People call it a road trip destination. Oh yeah, it is. It's a cult, wow. dude. It's a cult. You can buy anything there. Yeah, it is. I can see that. Texas City, I think, the is one of the bigger <laughs> ones. It's like down there, um, in between Galveston and San Antonio. So, yeah, Bucky's has like a bronze beaver <laughs> in front of every gas station because it, it it is a cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I see that. But two two board and chocolate milks, clutch, and go home. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I have beef with Cleveland for, a, like, I mean, I guess a couple reasons. One main reason being is we have Kroger up here. I don't know if you're familiar with Kroger at all. Yeah, we have Kroger. But, yeah, okay. So, you're a you know, human. You've heard of Kroger. <laughs> so, get this. You know, it's a, it's a Cincinnati corporation, right? Like, they're, that's their hometown. Well, I didn't know that. That's well, cool. yeah, they're based in Cincy. So, huge thing down there. And, you know, my house is an hour and a half from Cincy, half hour from Columbus. We have, I mean, just too many. There are just, every city has two of them. And then you go further northeast. As soon as you're one hour northeast out of Columbus, Columbus is in the center, center of Ohio, for those who don't know. Think of, like, literally a circle. Ohio's in the center. Cincinnati's on the southwest, and Cleveland's on the northeast. Columbus being between them. There are zero northeast of Columbus. And I don't know why. I've filled up. I've used my Kroger discounts in Atlanta. I've used them in Kentucky. I've used them in Nashville. I mean, like, everywhere. 
I just can't. I don't know why they don't go to Cleveland. And I'm so used to shopping there. It's such a great place, and they just don't have them there. So I'm gonna have to adjust to. I mean, I've been. They don't have one in the Lions either, so I'm just going to Walmart. But and I still like Walmart. But I mean, come on. Yeah. There's my rant. There's my absolutely worthless rant. You, you know what? You know what Target needs, because Kroger has the um the gas station, Sam's Club. I don't know if you guys have Sam's Club or not. They have the yeah. gas station. Uh, Walmart has the gas station. Target needs like a, a gas station attached to it. Yeah. See, and the thing is, I don't really think of Target as like a like a Walmart ish or Kroger ish store because I never went there growing up. There, was, there really wasn't one, like wasn't one around me. And I don't know. I, I'm not a huge Target guy or fan. I know people love it, and I get why. Yeah, Target's Target's awesome. We have one here in Lake Charles. Mm-hmm. I, I figured there'd be a lot around you. Cause how far are you from Minneapolis? Oh, probably 12 hours. Okay, that's a lot farther than I originally thought. Because it's based in Minneapolis. Yeah. It's based in like oh, okay. St. Paul and Minneapolis. Like all, right. the, all the sports teams there play in the Target whatever, except for the Vikings, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. Target Center, Target Field, you know, all those stadiums are named after Target. Yeah, they got that huge mall too, Mall yeah, of America. Yeah, the Mall of America. Minneapolis, great place. A lot of listeners of the show based in either St. Paul, Minneapolis, yeah. or St. Cloud. So shout out Minnesota. I've got a really close friend who lives in Minneapolis, and he works for an accounting firm up there, like one of the big four, and he loves it. It's so cool. I. But he's also from Madison, Wisconsin, so like it's kind of this, you know. He's from that area, kind of. Yeah, so it doesn't bother him in December. Right, I was going to say, he's used to the most cold weather in this entire country. Right, if I would have went up there in December, anywhere in December through February, not a good idea. No, no, you can't do it. Yeah, because our coldest we get here is, what, like 25 is the coldest we got this past year. It was, and we had a wind chill of like in the teens, but. Right. It was, it's whatever. Um, let's talk about your new job. What what exactly are you doing? Um, so it's kind of confusing. Yeah, not really. It's actually pretty straightforward, but it's just non-traditional. I, you know, I don't know. I'll just say it. So, um, <laughs> so wait, well, wait, hold on. You circled all around that. So <laughs> yeah, I did. I, you know, cause sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And people are like, Oh wow. Like you're an engineer. You're going to be doing that. I'm like, yeah. So, um, it's a company that uses CNC machines predominantly. They machine any type of steel. I mean, really any type of metal, um, but any type of machine you would, um, or any type of steel or like metal you'd machine. So like predominantly steel, tungsten, um, like, you know, stuff like that. And they make a whole array of stuff. So like a bunch of random components for a bunch of different systems. And I don't even really know what they are, um, in full yet. Cause there's not one field they like dominate, um, to my knowledge. So basically what they do is they'll have another company say, Hey, we need this to be made. And it'll be like some sort of steel part. For example, like they do stuff for the government for like machine guns and like, um, you know, stuff like that. Like maybe like little tiny tank parts that you can machine. Um, and basically a CNC machine is something where you put in what's called G code. And this is code that enters into the machine and it gives them extremely tight tolerances. So very specific directions on how it's supposed to cut this metal. So literally think of like a steel block, like a steel rectangular block in your hand and you throw it into this machine and then you send it in this code, you press a button and you wait 10 minutes and then this part comes out and it's like extremely tight tolerance to like, you know, something to like the thousandths of a degree, you know, something like that. So basically they're just making different parts. And so like they've made like iron sights for like, I think, um, 
like different machine guns or like different components, like a barrel to a machine gun, um, like stuff like that. So I will be specifically working on um, like using those machines. Like I'll be programming them and like making sure that they're running properly and then improving that, 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 um, that process. So if I see the way a part is made and I think, Hey, if we do this on the machine for this, that would be more efficient. So I'm kind of looking at that whole thing. And, um, after that, I'll be doing that for like eight months. It's more of like training. So it's pretty much a blue collar job. If you think at it, you know, you're taking a piece of block, you know, a piece of steel, throwing it in the machine, pressing a button, making sure, you know, it's good. Um, doing an inspection after it comes out and then sending it on. So it, it's more of a blue collar job just, you know, I would say to start, but you have to know how it works before you like go design anything or like design the way it moves through the manufacturing floor, if that makes sense. So you're an idea guy. Yeah, yeah, in a way. They call it manufacturing processes engineer. So I'm pre- I would say that's what my title would be technically. Do you get an office? I do not get an office. Not yet. Not yet. No. And you know what? I think that's good because I don't I get a locker, I think. That's good. Yeah. I'll have some, you know, an area where my stuff goes, but I you know, you can wear street clothes and you come in, you don't have to wear like a you know, business casual like I did all summer or anything. You just wear like a t shirt and shorts. Because the warehouse I work in is going to be pretty hot, and they don't have to see in there, so it'll be like 110 degrees. That's going to be that's going to be fun. 110. I should lose some weight. Nah. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. So we just found the apartment too, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, um, you're moving in with two two close college friends, so yeah, you're... college lives on. We, you know, we got to make up for senior year that we lost. Really? Yeah. So you have to go back to school? No, no, no. We're just, I'm just saying we got to make up for what we, we, uh, Oh, okay. No, oh, you, you and your, you the and experience. your, yeah, you and yeah, your yeah, boys yeah. getting together. Okay. I thought you had to go back to school. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. No, uh, no chance. I, I'd lose my mind for you. Um, yeah, that's cool though. <laughs> just moving in with some of your, uh, some of your college friends. Uh, you live <clears> in, you live in downtown. I will be like 20 minutes east of downtown. Okay, so it's still relatively out there. Yeah. It's not far from downtown if you guys want to go out one night, but it's it's not. Yeah, no, it's in it's the relatively. Mix. It's not it's, like uh, you know you can say it's Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, it's not in everything, but it's still Cleveland. It's a nicer part. So the east the east coast and like the east side of Cleveland has typically all the like jobs. It's just a lot of manufacturing up there, like a lot, um, all the way from like Euclid, Ohio all the way to like Menor and like Painesville, Ohio, which is like a whole 20 mile stretch. It's just straight manufacturing, um, of all kinds of stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess it'd be part of that. What is, uh, what is first energy? So I actually work for them kind of right now. Um, they are one of the like electric companies that like runs all the power lines of people's houses and stuff. Yeah. And so that's what my capstone project is. It's like, we are, um, like making a personal like fall arrest system for people that work on the weather heads on homes. So like in some older homes that have like a weather head that like sticks out of the side of the house, that's where the power comes in. And if they need to get up there and work on something, they don't have any like real fall protection if they're not working inside the bucket in the bucket truck. So like if they're on a ladder or like something else, just like on the roof, they don't have any way to be safe. And so our thing is like making sure that, um, They'll be safe while they're, you know, working on a roof. And if they fall, they'll be catched, caught, catch wild. That's bad. Mount Union University coming in right there. Um, university of University of you get it. Yeah, I know. Mount up. That's right. Go, go Raiders. So, 
yeah, that's that's the uh, obviously the Brown Stadium. But yeah, um, I was, was I've actually never been to a Brown Stadium, so that'll be fun. Are you gonna go to? A Browns but they're they're based out of Akron, I believe. Are you gonna go to a Browns game? Yeah, so I think my, I have a really close friend that works in sales there, so I'm gonna try to buy tickets from him and support his cause and consume a lot of alcoholic beverages and walk inside the stadium. Go watch Baker Mayfield. Stumble. Uh, so, oh, okay. I got a little note here. So one of my <laughs> friends, that, one of the guys I'm living with, he's from Detroit. And, you know, first of all, you can just, everyone laugh. You done? Okay. Um, so he's from Detroit and we all, you know, he's moved to Cleveland with me. So we're going to live together. So we were at the bar one night. This is probably like early February. And we were talking like, oh, since we're moving to Cleveland, like let's get Browns jerseys. So we're like, oh yeah, well, let's just do it. So we went on DH gate, got Browns jerseys and, you know, it takes about a month typically on DH gate to try to get there. Well, that was right as all the Corona stuff was about to break out. So we still don't have them. And we ordered them almost four months ago. So we have a little joke every morning. He'll text me. He goes, any chance? I'm like, no chance today. So I like, walk out on the front porch, like no brown stars. Just walk back inside. <laughs> so we were on about month four. And they emailed us like, I want to say two weeks ago. They emailed us. They were like, hey, still don't have your product? And we're like, uh, no. And then we were like, here's all this tracking information. We click the link and it's just straight Chinese. So we were like, oh my God. So I got on like, tried to translate it. It didn't really work. Um, so yeah, that was fun. We're pretty sure they're still in China, and I don't think we're getting them. Go Browns! Yeah, go Browns! It fits. Um, it fits. <laughs> uh, it's it's such an interesting thing because you, you you and I have talked about Cleveland before. Cleveland is the laughing stock of American, at least American sports. But apparently, yeah, Cleveland probably. just sucks, just in general as a city. What you say? Apparently, like what I've heard is Cleveland just sucks as a city. Like the whole yeah, thing not, is just awful. It's not. It's not incredible. What? I, I mean, I get you have a job there, but goodness, like, could you have picked any other place? Like, I know Cincinnati's so, not great either, but goodness, yeah. At least you have Kentucky um, right there. The thing is with like Cleveland is like people from around the area love being from around the area. Like they would rather be. They would know. They, like if you're from Cleveland. Like they love it so much. Like it is their favorite thing in the whole world. So like, there's really good fans there for that reason. Um, but like, typically the people from Cleveland tend to stay around the area forever. And all of my friends, pretty much, for, I mean, for the most part, everyone kind of loved the Columbus area, just doing different things. You know, grad school, if they're going to the military, um, you know, whatever else they're doing. So I don't really have a ton of connections in Columbus anymore. They're people my age. Um, so it just kind of made the most sense because I can move out and have, you know live with friends and be around the area and you know it's still not bad, um, you know it's still decently, it's a decent area but I mean, yeah it, it's it is what people say for the most part it's it, I think one of the only cities in Ohio, I guess major cities in Ohio considering like Toledo, Akron, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, um, you know those like five, Youngstown I guess you could throw in there not good either but um, one of the cities with like a decreasing population every year. Their like population is going down like three percent or something every year, whereas like Columbus is growing by like eight or something crazy. I don't know the actual stat, but yeah. And Cincinnati is just old. Like that's the thing with Cincy. Like everything down there just looks old and like kind of run down. Um, not actually really nice suburbs and really cheap suburbs, but just I feel like every time I go down there, it's just, like super old. Because I've been to the University of Cincinnati a million times to visit all my friends who go there, and it's it's so fun, but it it does feel kind of old or. Go go Bearcats! Um, Nippert Stadium looks looks really old. 
Yeah, so Nippert's they... actually a pretty famous guy within Ohio. Um, he's a brother of my fraternity. He's an SA, so that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty cool place. It is old, though. Like, everything there really is. And they just cut their soccer program, and I got a friend that plays for them. So he was pretty upset. Um, Cause so they, that kind of sucks. They have the MLS team that plays in Nippert, and they're going to build yeah, uh, yeah. a brand-new stadium downtown um, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. which would be cool and stuff, but, like, Nippert – they they filled it up like the first couple of times they played. It was awesome. It's a beautiful stadium. That's what they've been playing um, back before they got into Major League Soccer. And now they're kind of transitioning to having a brand new stadium and downtown and everything. But it just looks on TV. It looks old just from cameras. I can't even imagine being in there in person and seeing just this old stadium. Because I imagine it's, it's not recently built. No, because Cincinnati. I, yeah, I don't actually know. I I don't think I've actually been to Nippert before. I've definitely been around it. The, the around University of stuff. the University of Cincinnati does not seem to me that they are raking in enough money to build a new football stadium. Or well, it's surprising because they have like forty thousand undergrads and like fifteen thousand grad students. It's a, it's like a pretty big engineering school, and it's a pretty good like it's a pretty good school in general. But like engineering, I think is like one of the big things. And they have a ton, like, it's a huge school. And it's, I, I feel like people don't understand, like, how actually big it is. Like, it's definitely up there for, like, number popular, like, number density. I mean, shout out Cincinnati. If you want to get people to go there, fantastic. It's just, yeah. This seems like they a They have a good soccer culture, though. That's the thing. Like, they have a ton of fans for soccer. There's FC Cincy stuff everywhere. Even, like, when they were in the NASL or whatever. Well, they don't really have anything else. It's them, the Bengals. That's it. Yeah. They got the Reds. Ah, oh, yeah, the Reds. Yeah, it's my favorite baseball team. I picked them to win the World Series like two years ago, and they finished dead. They finished thirtieth. So they used to be that was actually awesome. pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I, my mom was growing up. She grew around. She grew up around this, the Cincinnati area, and they, they, had, they used to be amazing. They had Pete Rose. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they were really good. <laughs> the all-time hits leader. <laughs> and then you know, that thing happened, and then they've never been the same. So go Reds. Big fan. Ohio's an interesting spot. Ohio, Ohio is such an interesting place to me because someone asked me on Instagram. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but someone like asked for my thoughts on Ohio, and I just I did the video reply back. I'm like, I don't really have any thoughts about Ohio because does anyone ever think about Ohio? And it's such this this interesting place in the middle of America that. Like their their biggest cities are Cleveland and Cincinnati, which are just two of the biggest laughing stocks in the NFL. But like just overall, when you think about those cities, you don't really think anything great other than maybe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then Columbus, you think about Ohio State, but you don't like it's just this weird place in the middle of America that doesn't like it gets a lot of attention, but I don't think they really get that much good attention. Which it's, I mean, Ohio is not, Ohio's not bad. I mean, it, it's a lot better than Florida, but yeah, geez, I would agree. It's just no one ever really thinks about it. I would say Ohio is like generally conceived as like kind of a good state, but like I think once you live here, I would really, like you see all four seasons. It's not like stupid hot. It gets pretty cold depending where you are. Like if you're in Cincinnati area, the, the weather's actually not horrible. Columbus is kind of hit and miss. It's just the bipolarness of spring and fall is is just so crazy. That's really where it is. And I feel like a lot of the, the like Indiana price is the same thing. 
like Indiana, I feel like no one really talks about. You just think of Indianapolis and like the Indy four, Indy five hundred. Yeah, and like the Colts or or the yeah, Pacers. and then like Notre Dame, and that's about it. Yeah, Notre Dame. You got South Bend. I can name a lot of cities in Indiana because I've, I have a lot of friends that live in Indiana. Um, but like when you think of major cities, you think of South Bend and you think of Indianapolis and that's it. And all my friends live in Indianapolis. It's not like they live uh, other, they live like on the outside and whatever, but they, it's not really another place that you think about. Yeah. You got IU there. And that was like a huge basketball school. So like that would have been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. It's Bloomington. That's another place. Bloomington is another Another city yeah. in Indianapolis, but like Ball State is downtown Indianapolis. Um, mm-hmm. and like my friend lives literally ten minutes away from, like my best friend who who I grew up with. He went to college up there. Um, he lives t- ten minutes from downtown. Apparently, it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I got an aunt and uncle that live in um, Indianapolis, and they love it. And I visited them too a long time ago. Like apparently, probably, I don't know how long ago. It's really nice. Apparently, it gets really cold. Like it's snow, like yeah. I, cold compared to you know he grew up here for eighteen years of his life, so it's it's cold to us when it snows, <laughs> like it's weird, but mm-hmm. you know I guess it's not blizzarding. I guess it's not like negative forty like Minneapolis gets. So, it's whatever. Yeah, I know. I got it's Minneapolis is interesting. It's a it's a nice place to live. It's, I mean, it's, you could raise your family there and like it, right? You know? It's like one of those just local cities, nothing too crazy. So the thing is, like, I don't think I could like hack it in Chicago. No, Chicago seems awful. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I've been there four, three or four times and liked it, but I mean, living there, like, being it's so cold and like I don't know, it's so big, and you hear about the crime and stuff. But I feel like if you go to the right areas, you're not going to really see the crime. But I mean, right. you got Northwestern up there in Evanston, so that's a good point. A good thing, you know, University of Chicago is pretty nice. Yeah, they got. Um, I'm just thinking. You went to Soldier Field, didn't you? I've been there, yeah, twice. Yeah, you went and saw a, a soccer match with City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw PSG United like I think four or five years ago, and then City United, or no, um, City and uh, wasn't Dortmund? It was Dortmund. Yeah, I, I remember the photo with you and Owen Godberson. Yeah, yeah, that was so <laughs> wild. I saw on the Snapchat. He's like, "I'm going to Chicago." I'm like. No way, me too. And he was like, yeah, it's a six-hour drive. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the meeting point for us from now on. Because <laughs> you can get from Nebraska there, and I can get from Ohio there in six hours. I'm like, dude, sure. That's awesome, dude. I'm so It's a really easy it. drive. It's so, it was actually pretty nice. Cause you get to see like the north side of Indiana, and you're like kind of driving around, around the lake the entire time. It's, it, it's not a bad drive. So, it, it's pretty much a straight shot. So as far as like from, from you to Chicago is like me, from da- like me to Dallas like five hours, yeah. five and a half. It's a very nice drive. Uh, you can get on I-10, I-20, and I-30 <laughs> on my drive <Yeah>. to Dallas. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a wild time, but yeah, that's really cool. I, I remember that photo. Um, yeah, that was, that was so cool. Dude, that was that was funny. That was great. I, I was very happy for you guys. It was so interesting. I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize how like close Nebraska is. Because, I mean, they truly have nothing. I mean, like that is like peak Midwest. Yeah, they have Nebraska, (laughs) Iowa. That is about as bad as it gets. Watching a lot of college football, I know like Lincoln, Nebraska is obviously where the University of Nebraska is. Omaha is uh, pretty famous for a lot of different reasons, but not limited to Peyton Manning. Uh, But Iowa, God, there is nothing. It's Ames and Iowa City and Des Moines, and those cities like 
there's nothing that would draw me to Iowa except for going to like an Iowa Iowa State football matchup. Yeah, that would be awesome. Farmageddon. Oh my goodness. You never know what uh, you never know what they're gonna do. Like Iowa's in, in the Big Ten, they're always gonna upset someone. Yeah, every year. It, it apparently it. Kinnick Stadium with that Children's Hospital right behind it. That's the hardest place to play in America. That's not like a major school. Yeah, that's yeah, the they'll, hardest. They'll, they'll always find a way to win a game that they're not supposed to. They beat Ohio State by like fifty one year. It was awesome. Yeah, I was not happy. Yeah, that was great. And then they lost the next year to Purdue. <laughs> Ohio State did. <laughs> Yeah, and that was that kid's thing too. Yeah. So I wasn't even I was like, uh, you know what? Okay. It always comes down what? to cancer patients versus Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, you know what? We can lose to <laughs> Purdue. That's if that's really what it means. I'll I'll that's fine. Yeah, we'll lose by thirty. Didn't they still make the didn't they still go and and compete in the college football playoff? I think they got blown out by Clemson. Or um I don't think they made it that year. I think they got fifth. They got fifth. They probably played in the, the Rose Bowl or something. I think they were in the Rose Bowl that year. Yeah. yeah. I think that was 2019, wasn't it? No, no. I'm sorry. 2017? Eight, I think it was 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. Because I think they finished fifth. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I remember there were a lot of people that were upset about that. Yeah. Because Alabama got in over them. And Alabama went and won yeah. the national title and beat Georgia. Yep. Yeah. They were not happy. Dude, I, oh, my gosh. That was a riot. No, I, I couldn't even get on Twitter for like two days. No, you're right. It was 17. Yeah, because 17, Alabama won the national title. And then 18, yeah. Clemson did. Yeah, you're right. 17. That's on me. Um, Dude, you've lived a wild life, by the way. I've had some interesting stuff, for sure. And it really picked up, like, once college hit. The, the European stuff is my favorite. Yeah, there's a couple stories from there. Um. <laughs> your your adventures in France, uh, and then oh the, the the thing with the wine on the way back to the U.S. and you being detained. Yeah, that was just such a bad exchange. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have that story on this show. You want to run through it again? I just don't get along with Atlanta. <laughs> no one does. Atlanta Anytime sucks. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta sucks. The whole city sucks. I hate yeah, it. Like, I think ahead. it's like kind of nice, but then like I just haven't had a good experience there yet. I guess I've had one, but I don't know. Every time I don't, I, don't, I like the airport, but I don't like the airport. So basically, what happened is at the time I was coming home from studying abroad in France, and I was 19 at the time, and I was going to bring home some wine because it was I, you know the stuff I had over there for a while, and I was like, oh, it's so nice. You know, take a bottle home to remember, you know, remember it with. I had two bottles with me. Um, no intention. I mean, my parents don't care. I mean, they were pretty lenient. They're like, yeah, sure, bring whatever home, blah, blah, blah. We'll try it too. So basically, as I was leaving France, I had slept probably five hours the past like three days I was there. I mean, we were just up all night, all day, all night, all day for like three days in a row. We slept in the airport because we had to leave super early. Uh, well, stayed up and whatever. Um, the guy uh, at the Lyon airport, I was in Lyon, France. In Lyon, there was a big problem with, like, no one at the, like, security gate, like, letting people out of the country. There was just, like, no one at customs, like, looking at passports and checking flights and stuff. So we were just giant, like, sea of people going all different directions. Um, you know, no one was going to uh, – I was flying to Amsterdam was my layover between Georgia. You know, it went from Paris – I'm sorry, from Lyon to Amsterdam to Atlanta back to Columbus. And – I couldn't find a way to like get through security. So they're like, okay, we're going to call by flight. We're going to call by flight. And like, I see my plane, like people somehow boarding it. I'm like, okay, I need to be there. And like, I'm looking across the tape, the line of tape, just trying to escape. So I lied and said I was going to Germany. 
and you know they, they look at my passport they're like sure go through so i s- just turn around and bolt the other direction and go to france or you know go back to amsterdam get on the plane in my ears i was kind of sick because i'd said it for so long my immune system shut down so i'm landing in amsterdam and i can't hear anything my ears are totally clogged up and pressurized still from the plane all messed up um as i'm leaving amsterdam they were still not well um sat on the flight. I got in front, I got the row in front of the bathroom. And those of you that have flown internationally, um, it's not a very comfortable spot because you lose, you can't really recline at all. And the person in front of you is 100% going to. So you're pretty much just crammed in. And I was in the window seat and the guy sitting next to me didn't speak a word of English. So I'm just like, Oh my God, just get me home. I don't feel well. I want to be home. I couldn't even like put a headphones in because my ears are so messed up. Um, finally land in Georgia and, um, Oh my gosh, I had so many layovers. I didn't realize it. I flew to Detroit after Atlanta. Wow. Okay. So I went from Lyon to Amsterdam to Atlanta to Detroit to Columbus. So anyways, um, I'm in Atlanta and there was a massive problem. There's a huge, huge line, um, of people coming back from like international flights as there always is in Atlanta. Um, and the machines, there's like these white machines where like you scan your passport and like gives you a piece of paper and like you go to give it to the customs officer and then, you know, he looks at it and, you know, checks you through and like you go through and then you get in the airport. Well, that, all those machines were down. So they were doing it manually and it took forever. And I was behind, you know, sitting in front of these two ladies, you know, business ladies, like, you know, they were kind of dressed up and then they were talking about how they were going to go try the machines. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I'll join you. So I was like, actually hold my spot. So, um, you know, they held my spot in line. I went out and tried the machine and it worked. So I'm like, Oh, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, calling these ladies over and I'm like, Hey, Hey, you know, come on. And so, uh, I grabbed this white slip. I cut everyone in line, go to the customs officer and he goes, you know, Hey, how are you? And I was like, yeah, I'm doing long. He's like, where were you? And I was like, I was in France sitting abroad for, you know, however long. And he goes, Oh, all right. Well, what are you bringing back in the country with you? I was like, Oh, I've got some chocolate, a couple shirts, you know, just like stuff, a lot of gift shops and stuff. And just like souvenirs. And he looked at me, he's like, okay. And, uh, he was like, uh, what about two bottles of wine? <laughs> I froze. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, actually I do have two bottles of wine. He goes, okay. So how old are you? How old are you? And I was like, uh, 19. He goes, what's the legal drinking age in Atlanta? And I was like 21 across the country. And he was like, okay, well, uh, we got a problem. And I was like, I mean, you can just take him. Like, seriously, it's a big deal. I, you know, I was just getting it from my parents. It's, you know, it's just a gift. Just trying to surprise him. You know, please, I'm not trying to cause an issue. Just take him. And he was like, all right, well, we'll, we'll look into it. And uh, he grabs his security guard, massive dude. He's like 6'8", bigger than J.J. Watt, or whatever his name is. Dude grabs me by the shoulder, rips me away from line. I'm holding on my carry on these two business. I turn around, look at these business ladies and they're like, Oh my God, like what criminal did we just help? So I get, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like totally screwed. So I'm like walking along this, like just line of just sketchy people. I mean, come on. Like it was so bad. And I'm just this tiny, tall, lanky, skinny white kid just sitting in the middle of this, this room, look like a interrogation room. It's like, you know, don't have your phone out, just sit down, don't say anything, blah, blah, blah. And the lady was like, all right. She called my name. I'm like freaking out because I'm like 20 minutes to get on my next flight. She was like, you're going to need a slip. Like, don't do that again. That was really stupid. You'll need this when you like get home in Columbus to like get your bag. And I was like, whatever. And grabbed it and left. But it doesn't sound as bad as it was. You're just like, oh, okay. Typical like dumbass, like a 19 year old. Sorry for the language. But like, it was, I was so scared because the whole situation, I felt like crap. I couldn't hear anything. I just wanted to get home. I was freaking out. You know, I had possession of alcohol and it's not 21. I was in an airport. I don't know how they found out, so I was just like freaking out. But it turns out they like randomly checked my check bag and found it, and they're like, "Oh, this kid's not 21." So, and I got away with it when I came home from Chile the year before. So I was like completely like confused how they. I don't know. I guess I was just unlucky. 
they always check the one bag that has stuff in it. I was going to say, and I, it was like way underweight too. Cause I left a lot of stuff there when I, cause I flew over with it. You know, I had some stuff I knew I was going to ditch there. Like I left all my washcloths. I left some socks that were just trashed. Um, I left, you know, X and Y down there. I, I lost like 10 pounds of stuff, but I knew I was going to like on purpose so I could bring stuff home. And I was like 41 pounds or something. And I was like, there's no way, you know, like it weighs so light, but they're not going to check it. And of course. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was not a great moment. Yeah. I just, I love the texting your mom <laughs> without looking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then I, the lady was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. She was like, I was sitting in the, in that interrogation room and you know, it was like a high security. Like you can look at like three cameras looking at you. Cause like you're technically a criminal at that point. Cause Whoa, you know, I got like felons next to me. Dude, they, so I'm like whipping my phone out, like behind my back under my leg, just like typing to my mom, like wine for you, like go for it. And like put it back in my pocket, my back pocket. And then like, sooner rather than later the lady grabbed me she goes all right well call your mom make sure that it's you know like for her so that she knows it's coming i was like okay so then she called my mom she's like i don't know this is your mom and i was like i mean come on it's just like just trust me here if it's not then she'll tell you so yeah that was that was sketchy too she was a champ yeah i just love i just love that you like i can't see this i hope you get what i'm trying to tell you yeah, hopefully it, was, it works it was out. Terrifying. It's, it's great, but in the interrogation room, let's talk about this. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't ever broken down this part of the story. So you're in the interrogation room. Is it one way glass, or is it even glass um, in there? You know, I'm really not sure. It was kind of like, um, think of like a conference room and like a typical like think of like the office. It was about that size room, but like just a one, just like one bench that was like attached to the wall and like kind of wrapped around, and. It was full, like completely full of actual, probably like people that were busted, you know, like legitimate criminals. Yeah, they, yeah. I did not feel safe. <laughs> actual and criminals. I am scared, um, poopless in that room by myself, like actual, like pee coming out of my middle part and just sitting down. I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, I'm like touching, I'm sitting in the middle of this bench. Like there's like one spot left and I just like sat down. And I was told to sit down. I was like standing up, like trying to avoid it. And they were just like, he's like, sit down. And I was like, all right. And I like walk over and like, I'm squeezing between like this 600 pound dude with like tats left and right. Looked like he was going to eat me. And then this dude next to me was like, just did not look in good health whatsoever. And you know, you could tell that they were like, oh, like crap. I'm they're caught. But I was just like, get me out of here. I, I'm just, I just want alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I just want this French wine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Want, no, uh, I'd, I'd never heard that part of the story of the interrogation room where you're just like in there with these with these guys. Basically a holding yeah. cell at that point. I know. I was like, I mean, and my dad's a police officer too, so like I'm mostly calm around that situation. But it was just something was about that whole thing which is different. <laughs> just like seeing the actual like, felons which is like oh my god oh my goodness that is that is wild um so i, I want i want to talk about this before we let you go and we'll we'll take you through the lightning round at the end of the show but i want to want to talk about this so you and i have talked about somehow some way either me going to ohio or, or you coming to louisiana in, in what fashion are we going to make this happen and how soon because i've been in quarantine for six weeks and i kind of want to go on an adventure um, I mean, if you're able to get it to Ohio or if you just like wait a little bit, I know plane tickets are super cheap right now. 
I am personally like not 100% terrified of the germ. I mean, I have my own opinion to that, but um, that's not the point of this. But if you want to come up, I will try to fund that as soon as I'm able to work. So there's that for you. <laughs> I mean, I only have the problem is with like me being like working and stuff is I don't have so many days off. Right. So I get five five days off between June and December, and then ten days off um, every year after that. And then every year I work there, I get an additional day off a year. That's good. So it's two weeks off. I mean, that's very standard. You know. Yes. Yeah. I'd say very average. So. I mean, I can easily take off. I could just do an extended weekend, you know. Right. I could take off a Thursday, Friday, and leave Wednesday night after work from Cleveland and fly into wherever. You or can... if you know, vice versa. Yeah. Um. You don't have to fund the entire thing. I mean, I I feel like you coming to Louisiana would be awesome, just for like for food. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then um, we we also have the option we can just go to Houston. Because Houston's two yeah. hours from where I live. I feel like that'd, that'd be a lot of fun. fun. That'd be a fun day. I can kind of show you the spots in Houston that I like to hit up. You know, where they have to be yeah, there. Absolutely. Day. I can be there a day early for something. I can be there a couple hours early before a game. It's just like the different spots I like to hit up. Or if there's something going yeah. on, we can hit it. Like, I feel like it'd be awesome. Or you can come to a Dynamo game with me. I was going to say, if when, when this happens, we should make sure that like sports are up and running. Yeah. That way we can get that experience. Yeah, you can come to the, the country. Come to a Dynamo game. That'd be awesome. You can that'd be so fun. Be in the you can be in the press box with me and be my camera guy for the day. Bring a suit. <laughs> I don't think you have to wear a suit. You can just wear shorts because it's gonna be hundred and twenty degrees. Yeah, but that's you, incredible. You get it. Um, no, I I just think it'd be fun, and we've talked about it for a long time. I think it's either this year or, or for sure next mm-hmm. would be the time to do it. Yeah, for sure. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, let's let's try and do that. Once once this all you know, once the stuff kind of settles down and I get to work in a little bit. Yeah, you get to work a little bit. I I, I would say let's shoot for twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty reasonable and actually pretty realistic. Only because like before, you know, I've had internships, school, blah, blah. Right. I I think it's a, I think it's a fair. It's twenty twenty one. Let's do that. Because I'll graduate college in uh, in May <clears throat> of twenty one, right? So, so that summer would probably be the best. You can just take four, like I'm in. Yeah, you can do third or Wednesday, or you can leave on Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You can fly out on Sunday, or if you want to stay that extra day and do Monday, <clears throat> whatever we can figure it out. All right, all I'm doing is working, so I feel like I'm pretty free. Yeah, we can do that in the next time I fly out to Ohio. Because I'll, be wor- I'll be working at that point. Come to a Browns game. Oh, my goodness, a Browns game. I hope they play the Saints. You know, awesome. That'd be That'd a be time. My beloved New Orleans Saints on the road against the Browns. That'd be great. Nevertheless, are you ready for the lightning round? Uh, I'm ready. Five to seven random questions. Answer in 10 seconds or less on Podved 19. Episode 39 of If Anyone Cares. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Uh, what do you like to do on a rainy day? Um, play video games and eat a lot of food. 
Bingo. That is, that is the right answer. That's what I did yesterday. Uh, would you rather be the best player on the worst team or the worst player on the best team? Ooh, best player on the worst team. So. LeBron. He's not. The Lakers are not the worst team, though. Maybe back well, in like, like, the Cleveland. The Cavs. Yeah, the Cleveland days back in the early, yeah. like mid 2000s. First, first time LeBron at the Cavs. Yeah, when Anderson Varejao was the second best player. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, those days were awesome. They got swept with the Spurs. Great time. Thanks. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, what are you good at? Like, what what would you say you're you're expert in? Um, learning foreign languages. Tu parles français. <laughs> oui, exactly. Oh, beautiful. Cake or pie? Cake for sure. What kind of cake? Just oh, so my mom actually makes this pumpkin cake. It's amazing. I have one right now because she brought it for my birthday. I get it every year. It's amazing. Three famous people, living or dead, at a dinner party. Who are you inviting? Um, I'm gonna invite. I'm gonna invite LeBron. I'm going to invite. Um, George Washington, and I'm going to invite Griezmann. Anton Griezmann of uh, Barcelona in France. Love it. Soccer player. This is not the soccer show, so I had to, I had to clear it up. Um, who would play you in a movie of Ryan Kennett's life? I would choose probably my roommate that I live with right now. Does he have professional acting experience? Negative, which is why it'd be so funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he just knows my humor so well and like would just do it so perfectly. It's good enough for me. Uh, do you feel like you're a follower or a leader? I would say more of a leader. If you could live in any TV home, which would it be? Ooh, um, the one from, I don't think you've, you probably haven't seen the show, but it's called White Collar, and it's oh, where Neil lives. Great show. Great yeah, I show. I would definitely want to live where Neil lives. That is. That would be is, so cool. Ah, oh, that is awesome. Great show. Very obscure reference. That is, that is great. Uh, last but not least, we're going to change it up because you've already answered the Olympic one before, so we're going to go. Tell me three things you remember about kind- kindergarten. I remember having lunch or like a snack every day. That was probably the best part of the day. And I remember we used to not be able to go outside for like recess because it would be like way too cold or like either way too hot. And I just didn't want us to like overheat and stuff and like whatever. So we would like to get to go to the gym. And I don't know, that was a lot of fun because there's so much fun stuff to do in there. And I also remember, I remember the car rides home because my mom at the time was a teacher at the school. So, like, just going to her classroom right after and then, like, just going home. So, your mom was a school teacher and your dad's a police officer. Yep. True heroes of our society. Yeah. My mom was a poli-sci major at Dayton, and she worked for city council in Columbus for a while. And then she worked for a company called, she worked for Nationwide, and she also worked for this company called NCCI. So, she did, like, some insurance stuff, but was, like, like, a lobbyist and stuff. So, but then she, like, switched to teaching. Because she wanted to, like, raise us. Mrs. Kennett is very well-rounded. She is. She. So we have a joke with her. And since she raised a nurse and an engineer, 
She also has her nursing degree and her engineering degree as well. <laughs> so she unofficially has both of those. And she's also a part-time car mechanic. So your sibling is in nursing. Yeah, he's he works as a critical care nurse. He got his BSN at Mount Union too, and he works in downtown Columbus. So just a, a family of heroes and then you. <laughs> yeah, and then I am putting blocks of steel in the machine. <laughs> So I love I'm that. Definitely <laughs> the most important one. I love that so much. I mean, you made sure people don't die. So that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's an indirect cause. <laughs> that's incredible, man. I'm so happy you made time for this today. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, this is this was good. This was needed. It was a familiar familiar voice at least to me. Um the newer people who just started listening to the show will we'll get to know you a little bit. I'm really happy. You're not, uh, you don't fit the the trend of the recent guests we've had, but it, it's always nice to welcome back a friend. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's always nice to welcome back a friend. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything to say or where can people find you on the internet? Um, so you can find me if you Google my name. Um, you can also find me on Instagram or Twitter. I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media platform. I think the Twitter community is absolutely hilarious. So it's my favorite social media. So you can find me on there. Riley can link it. I'll retweet the podcast and probably tweets it out. So yeah, this will come out like, on there. Probably come out end of May is I think what, what we're looking at. Yeah. I got, I got a lot of shows in the hopper. I've recorded so many podcasts in the last like three weeks. That's awesome though. Yeah. I'm just one every few days stockpiling up. I, I try to release three a month. So this would be, I yeah. think the last one that released was McKinsey. So that's 36. I got one mm-hmm. coming out um, the 28th of April. So that'll be 37. So I did 38 yesterday and you'll be 39. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep all of it straight in my head. It's so much, but yeah. Almost to number 40 then. Yeah, yeah almost, almost number 40. That'd be fun. Nevertheless, um, you can subscribe to the show iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you're on iTunes and prompted, please leave five stars and nice comments. It really does help people find us, uh, contrary to popular belief. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, at if anyone cares underscore. We just made an Instagram today because Full Sail University had an assignment, and I figured it was time. At if anyone cares show on Instagram. My personal Twitter and Instagram are both the same, Riley James IAC at Riley James IAC. Um, you can give us follows and keep up with what we're doing and all the, the shows we're putting out. But nevertheless, Ryan, again, thank you so much, man. Yeah, it's been good to be on. Thanks, Riley, for making time for me. Of course. For Ryan Kennett's, I'm Riley James. Signing out. Oh, you stepped on it. <laughs> yeah, you stepped on it. All right, let's try it again. For Ryan Kennett's, Q. Signing out. I'm Riley James, if anyone cares. <laughs>